Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Right now, I'm standing in a pool of blood. A woman that was wearing a yellow jumpsuit is dead in front of me. I shot her because I was sure that she was the imposter. This is what I remember about getting here. There are only three of us still alive. I don't know where we are. Only the story of how we got here. I'm going to try and tell it to you now, before it's too late. Before you wind up in this deadly game the same way we did. Playing online games is what helped me get through this pandemic. And the recent sensation of unknownness was my personal go-to for a release from the frantic crises of everyday life. Eventually, I started to play it on a daily basis and joined servers online to get involved in competitions. It was amazing to me how many people were enjoying this game and getting into it. I was meeting people from around the world. As much as I like doing stuff through a computer screen, it doesn't compare to real life though, which I occasionally expressed in chat. I guess that's where this whole thing started. One user, Dr. Alvin348, sent me a DM. I don't remember the exact wording, but he told me that him and a few others were trying to put together a competition that was a little higher stakes as he called it. If I was interested, all I had to do was click the link. It seemed like harmless fun, so I clicked on the link. I was surprised to see it take me to what looked like a deep website. I thought about clicking away until I saw a few familiar profiles from my usual Among Us server. Then Dr. Alvin348 explained why we were there. All of you have shown exceptional skills online. This game is something that has really brought us together, so I want to take it to the next level. I propose that we stage a game of Among Us in real life, just between us and we all donate to a pool where we can win real money. Survivor takes all. He made an opening bid of offering $100 to the pot. Others kind of felt the pressure to say yes. One user though, Hannah Banner 23 had a few questions. How is this whole thing going to work? We don't even live anywhere near each other, she pointed out. Dr. Alvin seemed to have an answer for everything. He encouraged all of us to consider this as an investment. He could handle everyone's travel expenses. He assured us it would be fine. As they might say in the game, I had no reason to think he was sus. I gave in when others signed up for the game. I figured it was better than being stuck at home. I boarded a plane in the early morning. I messaged the game master and told him I was preparing to leave. He reminded me that someone would be picking me up from the airport. And I heard from a few other players who also said they were on their way to the game location. Supposedly, we were going to meet in Jersey or around that area. I landed and got in a cab. A driver had a placard with my name on it. Inside the cab, on the seat, was a white jumpsuit, identical to the kind you see in the game. Mr. Alvin would like you to put that on, the driver told me. He refused to even drive away until I agreed. 
and so I zipped up. When the zipper got to the top, I heard a click. The next thing I remember, I was in a dark room. I figure I must have been drugged, or the suit had some kind of sleeping chemicals in it. All I knew for sure was that all of my personal belongings had been taken, and it seemed that I couldn't get out of the suit. I tried pulling on the zipper, but it seemed to be locked in place. I don't normally panic, but I was starting to feel like this was from a Saw movie rather than a fun game. The intercom came to life a few seconds after I woke and announced that the game would begin in a few moments. The Game Master had supplied us with two guns and a knife and quickly explained how that our goal was to find the imposter among us in the allotted time or die trying. An alarm went off and the door to my room opened as I moved down to a central hub area. Several other guests arrived from different corridors, all seemingly as confused as I was and apparently also being forced to wear these ridiculous costumes. Alvin, this is going too far, the man in the red suit said. The intercom didn't respond, so I figured we had time to work out a plan. Does anyone remember seeing any vents or crawl spaces out of here? A woman in a green suit asked. All of us agreed that by working together, we could avoid any problems. After all, it seemed apparent at the time that the game master was the one pulling our strings. The red suit and turquoise agreed to scout the underground lair for ways out as the rest of us waited. A short time later, only the red suit returned. He was covered in what looked like brain splatter over his suit. He tried to turn his gun on me. It was self-defense, he shouted as he rushed towards us. We urged him to calm down, and we all went to check out the crime scene. As we got to the turquoise suit, and I turned him over, I felt an overwhelming sense of doom swallowing me. It was apparently the man that had brought us here, Dr. Alvin. I recognized his face as matching the profiles online. So wait, if he is dead, then who was running the game? Yellow Suit asked. All of us began to look at each other suspiciously, but Green Suit insisted there was no need to panic. He probably just wanted to be part of the sick fun. What a psycho. All we need to do is focus on getting out of here, Green said. We were all in agreement with that. So it was decided that we would split up and search the murky corridors. The place was deafeningly silent. Each step I took down a dark hallway caused a loud echo making it a tad disorienting to determine if there was any threat nearby. Occasionally, I saw the red blink of a camera and realized that maybe Green was wrong. Maybe someone was still watching us. Eventually, I came back to the main hub and checked the gear that the others had brought with them. Conveniently, no one had been allowed a cell phone. Chances for escape seemed less likely the more time passed, and eventually Green, Red, and Blue returned to the main room. Hey, where's Yellow? I asked. None of them seemed to know, and I cursed to myself. Maybe they found a way out? Red suggested. Or they are in trouble, I muttered. We split up again and I called out, trying to get a response. The tight cramped tunnels felt especially cramped the more I weaved through them. Claustrophobic feelings settled in quickly. Then I rounded a corner and saw Yellow holding a knife, standing over Blue. Blue was barely breathing, choking on his own blood when I saw him. I acted on instinct alone and grabbed one of the knives that I had been given, heading straight toward Yellow. Just as I was about to hit her, she turned around and I saw a look of shock in her eyes. The knife pierced straight through her jumpsuit. What the f***? She gasped as she tried to stab me back. I don't really know what came over me. Call it a survival instinct, I guess. But I blindly started swinging my blade. Eventually, it severed her vocal cords and she couldn't seem to stand properly. She collapsed to the ground motionless next to Blue. I stood there 
trying to even fathom what I had just done. Red and Green arrived from the sounds of the screams. What the hell did you do, man? Green snarled as he checked them both for vitals. She, she killed Blue. She was the imposter, I said. It felt almost silly to use in-game jargon for something so serious, but I couldn't think of any other way to explain what had just happened. Green shook his head. No, Blue here was choking on his oxygen cord. I think she was trying to cut it loose, he remarked. What? No, no, that can't be right, I said. I dropped my own weapon, shocked that I hadn't seen it sooner. But another wave of dread washed over me as I realized there was no way Blue could have accidentally gotten his cord wrapped around his neck. Someone else sabotaged this, wanted me to think she was an enemy, I said. Red and Green shared a wary gaze, and then Red commented. I think you are the imposter, White. You killed, choked Blue, and killed Yellow. For all we know, you could be the imposter, I snapped back. How so? asked Red. What do you mean, how so? You walked away with Turquoise and he ended up dead. How do you even explain that? I replied. Turquoise and I split up. I went down a side corridor and that's when I heard the gunshot. Let's forget about all this drama. You sound sincere and believable. How about let's all just work together? We can't beat this sick game by ourselves, Red said. I stepped away, too paranoid to trust them, and insisted on going alone from here on out. I knew one of them had to be the imposter. The two eventually conceded to my request, and I rushed down the opposite corridor. This place is a labyrinth. It's got to be underground or maybe deep ocean. Heck, it could even be that we really were shot into space, and I wouldn't know. I've weaved through every nook and cranny, only occasionally running into red or green, and then of course the other bodies. It's obvious we aren't getting out of here. The three of us met up in the main hub about five hours later, exhausted, tired, and defeated. But there was one bit of good news. Red said that he found a phone. I don't know if someone dropped it or left it for us to find, he said, showing us. We tried to call 911, but that didn't work. So instead, we have been browsing the internet, searching for some way that maybe we can get out of here. But it feels like we can't sleep either, because I truly don't know for sure if I can trust these people. They haven't done anything yet to each other, but that could also be because they are waiting for an opening. I feel trapped. I think that it's likely we won't be alive by morning, or at least two of us won't. All I can think to do now is warn others. To steer clear of advertisements for real games like this, it isn't worth it. And be wary of those you call friends. You never know when there might be a psycho among you. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcast, please take a minute to leave a review. Your review directly helps the podcast grow and allows me to continue coming out with the best horror stories on the internet. Thank you so much.